0: This is Bedside, a podcast series on a mission to debunk sex. I'm your host, Tatiana, and each week we'll uncover stories, ideas, routines, and expert information to help guide you on your ever evolving journey of good sex. We believe that through democratizing sexual wellness, we can shift cultural taboos and make way for authentic and limitless access to pleasure, joy, and connection to the body. Hi guys and welcome back to the Bedside Podcast. I'm so thrilled to chat with you today. This episode is a little bit different. It's going to be a solo episode with yours truly. I feel like I haven't had a solo app in a while and... You know there's been some really fun things that i'm just excited to share with you and i'm also excited to chat with you about a lot of my musings lately around sex and design especially as i've been working on some new endeavors which i'll get into in a moment i hope you all have been having a really good summer i can't believe we're already in august but i feel like that's like not cool to say like i don't want to really even admit that it's been really nice this summer particularly for me because as you know I'm relatively new to LA and this kind of feels like the first summer that I've been here where things feel extra alive as we're kind of poking our heads out of the pandemic and just like how intense that was and so like this summer has kind of had this extra level of zest to it that I've really taken note of and I think I've also kind of let myself just really enjoy this time particularly because I'm actually working on launching an entirely new company in the sexual wellness space I finally had this moment in the spring where I was just like I'm ready like something clicked I don't know what it was the stars aligned and I just was like I'm done waiting around to pursue the things that light me up and pursue the things that I'm so excited to build. And like Bedside has been incredible and it's not going anywhere. Like this is the best thing. I'm obsessed with what we're doing here and the way that we're communicating together. But it's like I've had this deeper craving to kind of evolve and go the next level deeper. And kind of when I think of the vision boards that I held for what Bedside was even years ago, I thought of all the different ways that I couldn't wait to bring it to life. And so there's this whole other layer that I've been working on and I finally gave myself permission this spring to go for it. And so I dedicated this summer to just the entire process of building a business and Allowing myself to be a beginner again, which I think is kind of an interesting concept because I've traditionally come from the branding design world and I feel so comfortable in that space. But when it comes to so many other facets of what I'm building, I just felt like I was hitting a wall. Like I don't know these things. But I just decided and leaned into the fact that I am 100% a beginner here. And I'm just going to own that and I'm going to figure it out along the way. It's been a really fun summer of just allowing myself to not feel like there's any urgency with creating, with connecting with people, with ideating and just like checking things off the list. It's felt so organic and I guess another thing I felt around the process of building something from scratch has always been this pressure of like, doing it right and I don't know if any of you guys listening are kind of like entrepreneurial in any way and this is not the premise of the whole podcast but I just kind of want to give you guys an update and I really want to like involve you in this as I as I build and as I reveal more but I think I've always found that like there was maybe this insiders club to building something that you care about and I always felt like I was on the outside but I think Part of something clicking for me this past spring was just like, no, there is no Insiders Club. And even if there is, screw it. Like, I want to do business in the way that I resonate with and that isn't going to burn me out because, I mean, it's not just me. I think a lot of us are pretty well aware with this concept of like bottoming out. I've talked about it a lot here on the show Amanda and I have mentioned it quite a few times like it is so common to like hit that bottom and I've hit it so many times in my career especially coming from the world of advertising it's almost like given it's almost like a rite of passage to hit those burnout moments and I was like I don't want to proceed building something I care about in the same manner and I don't want to burn out and I And I actually think I want to take the ethos of what bedside is and apply it further into my lifestyle and into how I want to run a business and like build a company. So I've truly been living the pleasure practice like no other. And it's been the coolest thing because it's just allowed me to be super intuitive and obviously not burnout, but also just like lead with what feels good and what feels right and drop the rest. Yeah, it's just felt really good to, to give myself the permission to kind of explore and build and create on my own timeline. And so that's what this summer has been all about for me and I really, really cannot wait to share more details with you as things solidify and I just like hope to truly have you guys become a part of this process. I know I'm being really vague, but I will share some more details soon whenever I can. So that's kind of a bit of housekeeping and where I've been at lately. Today, I really want to talk with you guys about good design and how it facilitates good sex. So. I don't know if I've explicitly ever kind of shared my own background but I am fully a graphic designer like art director design strategist um, that is by trade what I do and it's kind of where I got the knack for creating bedside in the first place because I was like, wow, I love this topic of sex and sexuality and modern love and dating and I don't see people doing it quite the way or talking about it in quite the manner that I find approachable and so I brought brand and design kind of to what bedside is today and I was thinking a lot about our bedside tables and really how it is such a valuable part of our bedrooms and our well-being and what inspired me to think about it further was I don't know if you guys have been watching that new Netflix show that came out a couple weeks ago called How to Build a Sex Room but I was so intrigued and I thought it was such a funny premise definitely go check it out I think it is the interior designer Melanie Rose and basically what she does is she creates dedicated spaces for play and for sex and for intimacy in the homes of various couples and she honestly designs everything from revamped bedrooms to basement sex chambers and it's very unique to each client but i thought it was so interesting And I had never seen anybody really specialize in something like this where it was interior design in the name of intimacy. And it made me really think about how good design facilitates good sex. It facilitates intimacy, connection, joy, sensuality, all those sorts of things. And it's so integral to our well-being what our space is because it's not only reflective of us, but it's reflective of kind of a lifestyle we crave to live and a way of being. And though I really loved Melanie's show on Netflix, I was like, okay, cool. Great. Love this premise. But like, how can we apply this to the everyday? And it made me immediately think of our bedside tables. Because, you know, while a lot of us might not have the budgets or the physical space or the desire to have a sex room, I think What we all have is the opportunity to curate these micro spaces that facilitate our values and our well-being. I think for many people, a bedside table might just be an afterthought or they might not put much intentionality behind it, but I really see it as such a gateway to our pleasure. Whether or not you've put intentionality behind it or not, like your bedside table has everything on it that's going to kind of help you be a better you, right? Like whether it's an alarm clock to help you get up in the morning or your vitamins or your birth control or the favorite books and journals you like to read, it's already all there, but I think there's kind of room to make it even more a space for yourself. And I think our bedside tables are such a pillar of ritual, right? Like, it houses what you read every night. It is where you keep your toys that you reach for in the heat of the moment. It's where you keep that notepad that you scribble incoherent dreams down on in the middle of the night, you know? And when I really think about why we have rituals, it's really to facilitate in micro increments, some of our deepest desires. Because desires lead to intentions, which then lead to rituals. And I just think it's so cool to have a place that is going to facilitate those desires that you crave. And that's really up to you to define, you know, it could be a richer sex life or more rest or more tranquility. You know, you get to label what it is. And when I look back on certain moments in my life where I was having struggles with mental health or I was you know, really stressed out for certain reasons, I could rely on the preset rituals that I had that were around my bedside table to keep me going. Like I had my journals right there and I have my crossword puzzle that I do every night that helps me get right into the present moment and I immediately fall asleep. I only get like three words every time. <laughs> um, and it houses all of my intimacy products so it can help me get to the sex life that I desire and that I crave to build with my partner. So it's already kind of implementing those steps that I don't need to take. Like it's it's just there. It's setting me up for success. So aside from my hunch of good design facilitating good sex... I was doing a bit of research and I came across the concept of feng shui, which I'm sure a lot of you are already familiar with, But if you're not, feng shui is by definition the practice of arranging living spaces to create balance. And it's a super old Asian tradition and concept where to feng shui your home means to establish harmony between an individual and their environment. So it's all about harnessing the energy of a space and how it can facilitate your desires. Feng shui comes down to elements that symbolize harmony. There's wood, which symbolizes growth and vitality, metals, which symbolize logic and intelligence, earth, which symbolizes stability and balance, water for wisdom and serenity, and fire for passion and energy. And these elements are all the pillars of what feng shui is, which we'll get into in a moment, But I think step one, when you're thinking about the design of your bedside table, it's to really set an intention, like I said before, around the rituals that you care for your bedside to help you facilitate. It's really about incorporating the elements to bring balance within a space and you can incorporate that in your own way. I was doing some of my own thinking around what I really believe are the four pillars to a mindful and intentional bedside table are number one, lighting, number two, storage, three wellness essentials, and four decor. I say lighting is number one because I truly believe that a beautiful lighting source completely shifts the energy of a space and if i can just urge you to do one thing it's to invest in a beautiful lighting source and with me saying all of these different pillars by the way i'm not trying to say like go out and just dump your bedside table and like buy a new one and buy all these new things i think i want to share these tips To help you kind of distill down what is already in your bedside table, what you can take away, other objects that might already be around your house that you can like add to it. Maybe you have a beautiful lamp in your living room that you're not using that much that you're like, oh my gosh, this will be a great addition to my bedside table. My other one is a crappy, shitty light that I got at Bed Bath and Beyond from college back in the day so it's kind of more like taking inventory of what you have and being like is this something that honestly sparks joy going a little bit Marie Kondo here but so back to the concept of lighting I really don't think it needs to necessarily be expensive and if you are feeling like you want to get something new honestly scouring scouring flea markets and Facebook marketplace is so amazing but I'm telling you good warm light is game changing I actually invested in a light I think I got it from Target and it has a dimmer on it and it's so amazing because especially when my partner or like one of us wants to go to sleep a little bit earlier like we can kind of turn down the light a little bit in respect for the other person so it's been really great And in Lu and Feng Shui, I would say to take into consideration what materials that you're really drawn to. Maybe it's metals, woods, fabrics, stones, and this is kind of where it gets really exciting because your rituals that you want to facilitate, for example, the earth element in Feng Shui is really all about self-care and stability, so that could translate to maybe more woods or stones versus if you're someone who wants to kind of bring more passion which is like all about the color red and kind of bringing in those more warm moody lights there is a lot to research around this category I urge you to kind of explore it more on your own if it piques your interest but going to the second category let's talk about storage So I believe the second pillar to a great intentional bedside is having great storage. And for me, I'll explain what it looks like personally. I have a bedside table that has a drawer. It's something that when I was getting a new bedside, I really wanted to make a priority. I think before mine was more of an open shelf which was great at the time, but I wanted to have a drawer because I really intentionally wanted to stow away my more intimate products, my toys, my lubes, and feel like they were hidden and just a little bit more private for whoever comes in my space. So whether or not you have a drawer or maybe even a basket, like a dedicated container, if you do have open shelving, I love the idea of kind of keeping all intimate products in one area that's just kind of like you can grab really easily in the heat of the moment. Speaking of heat of the moment, I have an awesome decorative jar that has this lid and it sits on my bedside table and I actually keep condoms in it and it's so funny because looking at it you'd never know but it's so great because it's even more easy access than drawer on my bedside. So I love having that. But basically, I think the point of having different storage options, whether it's baskets or trays or drawers, is to really keep things in different zones. And it just honestly helps with mental clarity too. I know this might sound like really extra, but it's so nice having just these little intentional spaces to set things down on. Like I have this really cool vintage Playboy ashtray and I use it as a place to drop my rings and like keep chapstick and matches nearby. So that's kind of a little dish that I can drop things on easily i also don't mean storage either in a really hyper restrictive way it's almost like having contained spaces of chaos I don't. maybe chaos isn't the right word but like contained spaces of just like allowing yourself to like throw something down it's not like something we're not the home edit over here like it doesn't need to be in rainbow order I'm not that anal about things but I just think that storage is just really beneficial especially when it comes down to your intimacy products and in terms of feng shui if you're getting really into it something like a woven basket is going to be really grounding or like a really nice wooden catch-all bowl like these things and these little details when you look into the feng shui of them actually really invite an opportunity to kind of bring new life and energetics into a space so the third pillar to an intentional and mindful bedside, I think, comes down to different wellness essentials, which we've touched on kind of this entire conversation, but it's all around the things that spark joy and facilitate your own rituals I want to make a caveat here too that like if you have a really cluttered bedside or if you just have stuff there that you've kind of shoved away or you have different like corners of it where you've put miscellaneous items that otherwise don't have a home this might be an opportunity to kind of like clear out all of the items around your bedside and be like is this something I even need like have I just been shoving it in here because I have nowhere else to put it I think really edit down what is in and around your bedside table and then I think from there you can really decide what those wellness essentials are that you want to keep around so for me just to give some ideas my bedside table has a journal a notepad a pen I keep a little tarot and like I think it's an Abraham Hicks spiritual card deck some people keep sleeping masks vitamins meds toys, birth control, condoms, lube, books. I keep a CBD tincture around and even the Daily New York Times crossword puzzles. So, these are all things that I feel like have a dedicated home on my bedside, and that's really the intentionality of having your bedside, a place to house all of these amazing wellness essentials. And then the fourth pillar really comes to decor. And I'm not saying like go to home goods and then crazy decorate your space. I actually believe that we can kind of pare down the decoration component, but it's really whatever's going to give your bedside that ambiance. So kind of back to that first category of lighting, it's really about mood. So maybe you're somebody who wants to bring more warmth and passion to a space. So like a lovely smelling candle or a diffuser would be great. Or if you're trying to feel more grounded, maybe more crystals and sage. Or if you're trying to bring up any sort of vibrancy, I love the idea idea of having different floral arrangements or like a really great plant and then of course having for me I love to have a really inspiring art book on the surface of my bedside and some framed photographs but be weary of photographs because you don't want to have like a photograph of your parents or something and then like that's right next to where you're getting down and dirty in bed like I think be really careful choosy with the photos that you have on your bedside table I'm looking over at mine right now and there's like a lovely photo framed photo of my partner and I from like a cute photo booth that we were in and then like a nice polaroid of the sky so it's pretty minimal it's not like gonna remind me of anything other than just what I'm trying to bring into my space so those are The four pillars of what I believe a great bedside table has. And when it comes to feng shui, I know it's very cerebral. So take what you want. It's just kind of food for thought. But I think it's really exciting, especially as someone for me coming from a design background. I just nerd out around these things and it brings me a lot of fulfillment. So if you're like me... Definitely take a deeper dive into how you can kind of incorporate these things into your spaces. Just for a quick recap, decide what you want out of your bedside table. Set an intention, whether that's more rest, an easier morning, or wake-up routine, a richer sex life, a place to unwind, all the above. Set the intention and then go about the four pillars for a more mindful and intentional bedside, which are all around lighting, storage, decluttering slash your wellness essentials, and then decor. And of course, send in pictures of your bedside tables. I love seeing different bedsides. It's why we ask people what's on their bedside table in this podcast. So send them in, tag us on Instagram. We would love to share with other people. I think it's such a cool unique interesting and authentic part of ourselves that we don't share that often but is so representative of who we are all right so let's get into our sex q a for this week someone wrote in and said what are some tips for getting back into having sex after a long time i've been in a really long dry spell and i've kind of scared myself out of intimacy any advice just to clear the air here before we even get into the concept of dry spells or not having had sex in a while When you are having sex with someone new for the first time, it's always going to not be the best sex. And it's because you are just figuring out each other's bodies, the way you communicate, the way your body parts come together, what you like, what you don't like. It's all new. And it's kind of like you have to familiarize yourselves with one another so i always say that the first time you have sex with anybody new you're always going to be ironing out some kinks that's not to say that you can't have amazing connection with people in the bedroom it's especially if they're new partners, that's not true. You just don't know each other that well. It's not like you've been with that person for forever and you can figure out what exactly gets them off in a certain order. So I say this really to ease your mind that no matter how long it's been that you haven't had sex, it's going to be a bit of a trial and error. But when it comes down to kind of going into it, I think it's all about your perspective. It always helps to remind myself that I'm in this to just have fun. Like whether or not it's dating or meeting new people or getting intimate with someone new, just let yourself have a good time. So I think just dropping this expectation or sex expectation around how you expect yourself to show up in the bedroom, just let yourself show up. Just let yourself have a good time. Just let yourself explore another person. Let another person explore you have a good time with foreplay allow yourself the opportunity to just be really in a moment and less about trying to be good if that makes sense I think that you're going to surprise yourself with how you show up once you commit to just letting yourself off the hook and being in the present moment you'll be so surprised how quickly you back, get back into the swing of things you're already on the right track all right guys thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode please be sure to rate and review this episode it's been such a treat to chat with you today and i will catch you next week bye everybody thank you for listening to the bedside podcast If you liked this episode and want to follow along with similar stories and interviews, be sure to check out our Instagram at thebedside and thebedside.co online. Make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and of course, share with your friends. It's the best way you can support us and our good sex mission. Thank you for listening.